Hello, friends. Uh, while we do not have Ash Wednesday services uh, this evening at Restore, I thought it would still be good <clears throat> to put forth a, uh, a teaching time to talk about Ash Wednesday and the significance in the Christ followers walk. I'm going to call this message, What's the Point? I'm going to start with a, a word you may or may not be familiar with, but the word is monomics. M-N-E-M-O-N-I-C-S. Monomics. I don't know if you know what that is or what it means. Now, we either know what monomics are, or if we don't know that fancy word, we probably know how to use monomics. Monomics is just a trick that we use to help us remember. They kind of come in the form of words or phrases or even poems. For example, 30 days has September, April, June, and November. Or um, she made Harry eat onions. That's how you remember the names of the uh, Great Lakes from uh, uh, left to, to right. Or I before E except after C or when sounded as A in neighbor or way. Now, back when I was in high school, which is a long, long time ago, I used to make up monomics uh, to help me remember dates for a history test. Or when I was in seminary, monomics helped me to survive some of the rigors of systematic theology. For example, I remember they talked about TULIP, T-U-L-I-P, and it was to teach about what the five principles of Calvinism were, T, total depravity, U, unconditional election, etc., etc. Now, of course, uh, since then I've mastered a few others, uh, some I've shared at different times, for example, uh, shape and victory and growth and um, you know, I've even done one for my own name, Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, biomechanical android responsible for repair and yard work. But see, monomics are only helpful when they stay connected to the thing you're trying to remember. Now, disconnected from their source, they mean nothing because they point to nothing. Well, the word monomic comes from a Greek word which means mindful. Uh, a monomic that doesn't make you mindful is of no use at all. So you probably say, what's that got to do with Ash Wednesday? Well, the ashes of Ash Wednesday are meant to be a monomic for our condition as sinful human beings saved by grace. They remind us of our uh, finitude in the presence of an infinite God, of our sinfulness in the presence of a righteous God, and our safety in the presence of a gracious God. Now, in churches where this is done, as the sign of the cross is traced upon your foreheads, uh, the pastor, or maybe an elder, will say, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Now, that dusty cross points to the moment when God formed us from the dust of the earth and breathed life into us. We are creatures formed of the earth, and our lives belong to God. The next breath we will take will be a gift from God, and the last breath we will take will deliver us back into God's hands. So that dusty cross reminds us of who we are. The cross of ashes also reminds us of the cross that has already been imprinted upon our foreheads in baptism. The ashes trace the brand we bear as Christ followers. They link us to these baptismal waters where we died with Christ and were raised to a new life with him. Well, that dusty cross also reminds us of whose we are. It says, remember that you are dust. Yes, but there is more. Remember that you are an orphan child adopted into a family, a slave led through the waters into freedom. You are a debtor redeemed from prison with a price. And the dusty Christ also remembers us, reminds us of who goes ahead of us. 
Well, made from the palms of last year's Palm Sunday, ashes point us to Jesus. Uh, They remind us of the road he took from the Mount of Transfiguration through Galilee into Jerusalem, where he suffered rejection, trial, death upon a cross. They remind us of Jesus' route to Good Friday and how far we lag behind in our call to follow him. Now, when you put the match to the palms, they flare up quickly and just as quickly die into ash. Now, for a moment, they are light and heat and power, and in the next moment, they had changed. Like the shouts of the crowd as Jesus entered Jerusalem, the shouts which so quickly turned from Hosanna to crucify. Friends, I don't wonder how much of our own discipleship amounts to that. A flash in the pan, a parade on the spring day, but nothing permanent, nothing lasting. These ashes remind us of what lies ahead for Jesus and what lies ahead for us. The summon is to pray with him in the Garden of Gethsemane, to stick with him when he is arrested, and to claim him when we are asked with Peter, are you a follower of that man Jesus? I mean, who are we? Whose are we? Where are we going? These ashes remind us of all of this. Now, some have questioned the value of this, I guess you'd call it a liturgical act, this so-called imposition of ashes. And so they should. For if a lot, if, if words and actions in worship do not point to something beyond ourselves, well, I hate to say it, but they're worse than useless. They're acts of hypocrisy. And so I, my prayer for you today is that you enter this season of Lent clean-faced or smeared with ashes or giving up something or fasting on a weekly basis, whatever helps you to see beyond this worship service you may or may not attend to who you are, whose you are, to where you are going as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Enjoy the Lenten journey. God bless.